Hey, quick uh, normal spoiler warning and also a language warning for this episode. I was playing it fast and loose, talking about the scenes in Ventus today. So this is a wise man's fear, pretty much exclusive. Hope you enjoy. Also, a minor tragedy occurred when I went to upload this in Anchor and the normal sound that I've used on this podcast for a year and a half, if not longer, is gone. So instead of mouse, which was the original is replaced by something new. So I hope you enjoy that. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. A little late, but we're still sliding in there for July. To another episode of Entirely the Right Sort of Podcast. My name is RJ. That stands for Righteous Joy Spreader. Thank you, Manopana, for that idea. She's always tweeting me ideas, and I'm always forgetting to write them down. But hey, so we're um, we're going to be talking about Mayor Alvaron today. And in preparing the episode, um, I kind of had to talk about other characters, um, and namely Stapes, Cauticus, and Dagon, other characters we meet um, in Severn, because some of the questions I have about uh, Alvaron and what goes on while Kvoth is in Ventus do involve them. Um, and I wasn't really... Um, obviously there are a lot more guys than there are female characters in King Killer. So, um, if I did a podcast on, you know, the tertiary and secondary male characters, like I did with, with the women, um, man, this thing would go on for a long time. So I'm going to kind of roll some of the other guys, questions I have about the other guys, um, in here, the other vintage dudes, we will have a separate episode on Braden. Um, I'm, I'll, I might do a separate episode on Count Threp. I almost rolled him in here, but even though he is kind of the catalyst for getting Foth to, to, uh, Severin, he's, um, just so much more of an Emery, Emre guy. Gosh, not Emery. Um, real quick in Star Wars, The High Republic, which is a great book and comic series, there is a Padawan named Emery Canteros. Um, and I always, of course, think of M. Ray, the city from Kingkiller, when I think of him. And now apparently I'm uh, pronouncing them both the um, same. So this gives us an opportunity to just kind of blend uh, Ventus together into another longer episode. So um, I hope you'll accept it as an apology for being late. If you're new here, or if you've forgotten, I like to start every episode with seven things we know about the character or, you know, can suspect. And this is a, this is a good groundwork, a good foundation um, in reality before I start spinning yarns based on um, whatever's been cooking up in the old noggin. So Mr. Larand Alvaron, um, who I picture as Colin Farrell, by the way, uh, that's kind of that's kind of who he is in my head. Um, so he's seventh in line for the throne after the death of a couple, um, other folks in the peerage, I believe mentioned in wise man's fear, the high, entire Surthan family, 
where Surther family lost at sea, and then the death of Prince Alaidas, who was one of the um, who was one of the Prince Regents. Um, so he's bumped up a bit. Um, Alvaron did some research into the aim here as a young man, um, before his dad, you know, kicked it, uh, mysteriously. Um, Lauren, you know, master Lauren's got a long arm. And when he heard someone was getting close to the Amir, even though it was all the way over in Severin, man, that long arm reached quick, just absolutely killed Mr. Mr. Alvaron senior. It's tragic. Should have been there. Um, so Alvaron number three, Alvaron's family refused to surrender their powers when modern Ventus was formed. So Alvaron, um, that we know has similar powers to Roderick Carlanthus, who is the king of Ventus. He can raise an army. He can levy taxes. He can order people put to death, all that good stuff. Um, number four, he joins in an alliance marriage with Malo and Lackless by the end of Wise Man's Spirit, and it is through that um, marriage that Foth one is, you know, kicked out of Ventus because his aunt is a racist, and two uh, gets to see the Lackless box. So that's a little tidbit. Number five, Avron's incredibly superstitious as a native Vent, um, so he. Uh, really drives both up the wall a little bit with some of uh, the terminology he uses around sympathy. Number six, um, uh, Alvaron's at the center of some kind of, um, some kind of poisoning scandal. I don't know if it's just Codicus doing it because he wants out or if there's someone behind it, we're going to get into that later. Uh, and number seven, Alvaron is uh, willing to resort to brutal punishments to make, a point and um is definitely not a guy you'd want to cross um very uh very interesting um very interesting reflection for quoth and a very interesting um parallels to draw as quoth is romancing uh god what a word as quoth is Hoarding, um, Meluin, so many of the songs he writes for Meluin are start out as songs to Denna. Um, and I think that they are, they're described a little differently. Um, I would think that they kind of even, you know, have a, have a, maybe a bit of similarity, you know, they do appreciate a little flattery, a little, a little joke. Malin, um, you know, they both get, they both get roses, uh, from men trying to woo them. We don't know if Malin's sick of them or not. Obviously a, a difference of, of class and age and, um, you know, reasons, for, you know, certain levels of different feelings, but I, you know, I think that there is, you know, kind of a, a loose parallel between the two romances that are, that are kind of running at the same time. Um, until, you know, Denna leaves and then comes back and then they get in a fight and then, um, Kvothe goes away 
and da 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 da. So that's not really a similarity at all, is it? I tricked you into to thinking that maybe I had a point to the end of my sentence. I don't. Let's move on. So there's so much around Alvaron, his court, and the people in it that I got a little overwhelmed. Um, putting all this together, so you're listening to me record this at the point where I'm just like, I'm going to give the people what I have. And, and, you know, you always get what I have. And you like it. So here's your dinner, kids. Enjoy. Um, I think a core question about Alvaron and about this part of the book is who all is involved? Who is really pulling the strings? Um, when you think about Quoth going to Ventus in the first place, then you think about Alvaron being sick, you think about Cinder and the Bandits, you think about the fact Maloin is like the only woman in the country suitable for him. You think about the fact that his dad just so happened to die when Alvaron as a kid, well, as a teenager, was getting close to the Amir. You know, is all of that, someone's pulling strings somewhere. And I don't know if it's the Chandrian, Cinder. I don't know if it's the Amir. I don't know. I don't know what. But in reflecting on Alvaron, I don't know if he is as, as in control as he thinks he is. Maybe he is. Um, but I do kind of think someone is either pushing his marriage to Maloin or not. It's the whole thing about, you know, the bandits and everything. So there's, I think that there's a lot of questions when you start thinking about why plot points happen, uh, the way that they did. So let's kind of dive into some of my main Questiones. Number one. So when I, the, the first many times I read the books, when, when Quoth is out with the mercenaries looking for, you know, 99% sure it's Cinder's bandit group. Um, it took me a long time to really understand why Quoth and many others think that, yeah, like Alvaron very probably very possibly sent him out there to die. Um, and I just didn't believe that for a while, but I'm at the point where anything can be true. Certainly the surface level reading that I took is, you know, Alvaron realizes Kvothe's weird powers could probably serve him well. He's lost a bunch of dudes trying to get this money back. And he wants his in-laws to think that he has his shit together since the lackless lands are in the north and that's where the bandits are. Um, he does send Quoth with mercenaries that, you know, he seems to at least kind of trust. But Alvaron is also ruthless and probably just doesn't care if good people live or die. Um, <clears throat> could be that that Alvaron just wants Quoth out of his way while Alvaron's really digging his hooks into Maloin, so to speak. Um I think it's, I, I mean, obviously it's a dangerous situation. He's, he's wasted a lot of resources doing this, trying to get his money back. Um, and he might just be sending Quoth out there to kill him because he realizes that, um, you know, Quoth might be too dangerous to kept, be kept alive after seeing um, how hard Codicus was to catch 
And after quoted his demonstration of sympathy with the apple, when he's trying to um, just show him what Cauticus could do when he's trying to solve her time by making a gram, that could have made Alvaron realize that this fucking kid's too dangerous to be kept alive. Um, so by also, by the way, um, this is something I think Pat might've tried to slip past us. If you'll remember when Quoth is trying to talk to the mayor and be like, Hey, you, I need to make you a charm. And he's like, I'm going to need some of your substance. And everyone's like, just fucking tell me what it is. Quoth's like some of your, and I think he says hair, sweat, urine. Um, and one of them is blood to make the gram. And I, for the number of times I've read the book, do not specifically remember Quoth telling us he got Alvaron's, you know, parts. And I, I think he does say he finished the gram. So that could be a very subtle way of Pat letting us know that at one point Quoth had Mayor Alvaron's blood. Um, I think, you know, maybe we should not overlook that. And maybe I have looked way too deep. Um, I'm going to touch, see the, 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 a, one of the main, uh, I think theories about Alvaron related to King Roderick and the King that is killed. I really do think I've touched on that a lot. Um, in past episodes of this podcast, I will reiterate, um, that I think there are so many signs that Roderick Calanthus, who's the current king of Ventus, will die. And some signs that, well, many, I, okay, some signs Noir in the frame story is in Ventus. And some signs that Alvaron could be this penitent king um, makes more sense to me at being Alvaron than really anyone else. Alvaron is uh, seventh in line to the throne. So it's much more probable to me that he jumps six places than Ambrose jumps 10 or that Sim is the king or that Vashet's poet king comes in. Um, and even if Quoth, you know, even though Quoth is a lackless, which is almost confirmed, Maelowin is not above Alvaron in the peerage. She's below him. Um, it's possible she moves up to eighth place after him, but even, you know, if Quoth, what am I trying, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that even if Quoth could be a king, like he's, he's at Maelowin's level or lower in the peerage probably. Um, and Alvaron didn't marry Natalia. He married Maelowin. So like, does it even matter that Quoth is a lackless really? Anyway, what I'm trying to say is this is the one thing I'll come down on that the signs are there and we don't need to look past them. Like Calanthus is going to be killed and the Pennington King is almost certainly going to be Alvaron. If anyone wants to mark this and let me know I'm wrong in the next, you know, in hopefully 10 years when we've all read the book, um, that's not a joke. Um, I do hope we get it in the next, you know, one year, but you know, I'll take it. If it's not out in the next 10, I mean, what am I, what are we going to be doing? I'm going to be in my forties. That book better come out before I'm in my forties. Anyway, Alvaron's, Alvaron's the penitent king. Calanthus is killed. 
I don't know if Poth does it. Two things can be true. We're all in this together. Amen. I want to address a theory from my good friends over at Page of the Wind. Um, I think this was a Nick Alexander exclusive, but I do believe Jordana and Jeremy have uh, read into it a bit. And that's the question of if Alvaron is gay. Um, if maybe part of the reason he didn't get married is because he, you know, has been reluctant to because his, his heart's not in it. Um, from what we know of Ventus, what we know of Temerant in general, this is not necessary, you know, maybe in, in Emory, which is a university town, but elsewhere, I'm not really sure what homosexuality is thought of. And certainly for a guy in a family like the mayor's where he is, he has to produce an heir to ensure that his family lives on. And he does tell Quoth that, you know, he had some romances in the past, obviously got really, really busy being mayor. Um, time kind of slipped by. He's been sick for a few years. Um, and now he's 40 and um, sick and needs an heir. Um, I do think that there's validity and certainly... You know, certainly the fact that a powerful man is gay and like had to hide it is nothing new. And, you know, um, certainly the Eurocentric history that I know, and I'll admit to that. Um, we also don't know if Stapes is married. Um, and I wonder if, and, and I know that this might just be seen as a tendency to make something gay because I'm gay and because I like gay representation. And, you know, maybe you can think that if you want. But I, I, I honestly did not read Alvaron as queer um, until Nick and them brought it up maybe about a year ago. So I think uh, him and Stapes, like I said, could have could have had something secret or, or, or even unspoken between them. Um, you know, just kind of a, even a non-romantic relationship where there are really all the other needs. Um, I don't know how many of you have seen the 1964 film Beckett with Richard Burton and Peter O'Toole, but um, Alvaron and Stapes are a very light version to me of King Henry II and Thomas Beckett in that film, um, where their relationship is like some of their time on screen together and some of the lines that they have together are very just homoerotic. Um, also that is a very good movie, by the way, Beckett, 1964. Um, a lot of like good speeches, a lot of early church stuff, um, horses, water, great costumes, homoeroticism, great, at, you know, need I say. And let me, let me dip in here and, and talk a little bit about Stapes. Um, since we brought him up, their relationship, um, you know, I, I kind of wonder how they met. They've been friends since they were kids. And I, um, 
I need to to come back on Stapes' family because I I was pretty sure that Stapes didn't have any oh what is it inherent power right he all he had all granted power um, that Alvaron basically gave him lands and titles but he you know blood he doesn't have blood royalty um, so that kind of like makes me wonder how they met. I feel like there could be a really good meet cute there. It could be just as easy as like Stapes was Alvaron's like tutor's kid or something back when he was just, oh, I guess they'd say it Larand, but I, because I twang a little bit, would probably say something, Lee Rand. Oh, hi, my name's, my name's Lee Rand Alvaron. I'm the mayor of Ventus. Uh, this here is my <clears throat> manservant. Uh, Mr. Stapes here. Now I know he just looks like somebody down there bagging the groceries down there at Tremire or your Publix or your King Supers or whatever you have. But let me tell you, oh, Pappy, uh, hold on, where are we going? I hold on, I lost it. It's coming back. Oh, Sugar Daddy Lee Rand got his his fella Stapes set up real nice. I got him some nice rooms. And everything okay that's enough of southern gay alvaron now back to your regularly scheduled programming anyway how do they meet like how did they meet i need a i need the novel about that just like what's going on there is there anything fruity there or not i don't know um so kind of related to, I feel like this episode's a mess, you guys. I'm sorry. I like, I'm, I'm late on it and I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm halfway forcing it because I want to give you guys an episode, but I'm just like a little scattered. So I'm, I'm, Ron Swanson would be mad at me because I am half-assing this a little bit but I'm whole-assing it with my heart. I just am half-assing it with my brain. And I'm leaving all of this in. I'm leaving all of this in. Here's a question. It's not about Meloin. I might not even ask that question. That's a bad question that I have on my sheet. Here's a good one. Why does someone want to kill this guy? Hmm? Why does someone want to kill this guy? Why is Codicus killing this guy? Is it job security for him so he can keep making his fake cures? You know, is it someone like mm, the Jackasses? Because Codicus did winter with them. Um, and don't forget, Ambrose has a sister who's either buying or selling at the brothel, which is, that's some tea. Okay, that's some hot tea. Um I think Page of the Winds brought this up too, that, I, you know, it's possible that Codicus or someone, you know, using Codicus as a tool is trying to like temper this guy. Um, because if he's, if he's a bad dude, if he's a warmonger, um, if he's some kind of monster, or maybe he's just a regular guy and, and, and the, the Chandrian or the um, Amir are trying to spike his wheel, um, someone might be trying to force the um, blacklist his marriage to uh, Malowin. 
Um, Cauticus, Cauticus is an interesting one. And here, here I'm going to, I'm going to get into him a bit because what, whoever is behind the poisoning, Cauticus was pretty much a hundred percent. We're a hundred percent certain that he was doing the thing that poisoned the mayor. God, what a millennial, not me saying doing the thing. Um, that's such a phrase that we've used and it's become chuggy fellow millennials. I hate to say it, but we did a thing that's chuggy now. I'm sorry, guys. We got to stop saying it. All right. We're, we're really showing ourselves. Anyway, Claudicus. He was the mayor's arcanist for 10 years or for 12 years. And that, that's a long time, but it's also just enough time to get to be, you know, I mean, Codicus could have, if, He's a he's an Amir candidate for sure. There is certainly at least one Amir in the in the mayor's court, and it could be this guy. He could have been trying to kill Alvaron for the greater good. We don't know. Um, it the the twelve years. I mean, twelve years as his arcanist. I mean, that could that's a drop in the bucket for the Amir. They could have sent Claudicus as an agent to excuse me with the dog to keep an eye on Alvaron. And then, you know, eventually told him what to do. Uh, Claudicus could be, we know he's, ta- he's talked with Stapes, could be working with Stapes, could be working with Dagon, could be working with Braden, Cinder, any of these guys. Um, so there, there, there's a bit of motive. Quoth does think that Claudicus could just be like a shitty doctor making bad potions. Um, and then he realizes it when he sees the lead bowl. And also, like, let I need to, to pause because the moment where Quoth sees it might be the stuffed, it's a stuffed alligator. And he's like, oh, my God, is that a dragon? No, it's a stuffed crocodile. And Quoth goes, oh, my God, is that a dragon? And Codicus is like, no, it's an alligator. Da, 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 da. And Quoth later is like, <laughs> any arcanist worth his salt could tell the difference between a crocodile and an alligator. I'm like, dude, what in what class are you learning that? There is no fucking care of magical creatures at the university. You, you, I know you've read one Dracus book and I do not think the crocodile and the alligator were in there. So like every arcanist knows the fucking, listen, I live in the United States where these things exist. They live down in Florida and, and, and Louisiana. I don't know the damn difference. Here's the thing. When it's stuffed, you can, you know, you can tell me when it's behind the glass, you can tell me the difference. If I'm out in the wild, I don't give a shit. That thing's got teeth. That is a dinosaur. It's coming for me. Cloth, take a hundred seats, dude. You are so pretentious. Sometimes I can't not stand you. Um, one thing I do appreciate about Codicus is that he likes to gossip. And let's be real, he's been sitting around for 12 years. He's He's got the goods. And so does everybody. Everybody loves to gossip. Um, you know, and gossip, it can be a very terrible and harmful thing. But sometimes it's fun. Like, sometimes it's really fun. Um, that's one of my flaws is I like to gossip. I am a bit surprised that both didn't break character and asked for the rumor about the Jackasses. Although 
it's smart of him that he didn't because that very well could have been um, a, a trap. Um, someone brought this up on Reddit and it's important to note <clears throat> that when we're talking about when they brought Codicus or when they killed Codicus, I don't think there was a body, quote unquote, it was that guy Dagon. He was the only one who came back. Um, and he came back with an eye missing. And as uh, someone pointed this out on Reddit, let me see. Um, no, it wasn't this one. Anyway, someone pointed out on Reddit that like, when you think about sympathy, you think about fire and, you know, the pinpricks like Quoth did to Alvaron. And I mean, Dagon losing an eye, you know, how would that have happened in a fight with an Arcanist? I suppose it could have been fire, it could have been poison, it could have been chemical. That seems more like, you know, a normal weapon wound. Um, and whoever wrote this on, on Reddit pointed out that it's possible um, Dagon and Codicus were in cahoots, or at least um, that maybe Dagon covered it up, or maybe he didn't, and, and Codicus really isn't dead. Um, but I do, and again, this was one of those other things that just like kind of went by me. I was like, oh yeah, you know, he he killed him and then he got his eye poked out. That makes sense. Oh. He got his eye poked out. That's like Celatos. I'm like too busy being like, oh, just like Celatos got his eye poked out that I'm I'm not seeing the um, bigger connections. On the subject of Dagon as well, um, he, he reminds me of the dude in um, that Dockside Tavern in Tarbian where Clove meets Scarpy. There's that one dude with dark eyes he talks about there who scares him. Um, Dagon, I, I think he, he's also described as having black eyes or dark eyes. He's bald and he like, doesn't say much. Um, he's also ruthless and would raise half the Eld to catch the bandits. Um, as Alvaron says, I, he's, um, for me, an Amir candidate. I've seen him brought up as a candidate to be a Chandrian, possibly Grey Dalsenti, who, if you'll remember, never speaks. Um, Dagon rarely speaks. Um, Stapes does not like him. Um, and that's uh, just, I, I feel like that sticks out to me when Dagon, you know, walks out of the door and Stapes is like, good Lord, Rand, that guy's like a, you know, cold water down the back of your neck. Um, and that's, I think that's when Alvaron says, you know, I need to keep him here, my mad dog on a short leash. I think that sticks out to me because that conversation is right after, you know, both basically confirms for them that the poison's been killing the Sipquicks. And it's like the first, one of the first actual like real conversations we have with, with, with Codicus or not Codicus, sorry, with Stapes and the mayor where it's like they're normal people. Um, and not a manservant talking to his Lord where 
Stapes looks at his old friend and is like, this this dude scares the piss out of me, man. Like, I don't know why you keep him on. I wish it would not have to be him. Um, you know, I like Stapes. I think he's sweet. He's, you know, he is sentimental. He he cares very much about Alvaron. He shows loyalty to Quoth. Um, he's got a bit of a sense of humor. You know, I kind of like him. Maybe they do have something, something a little uh, fruity going on. And I will say, um, I feel like there's more to say about Dagon, but, but there's also not like he could, he could just be a dude. Oh, I just dropped a can. Um, Stapes's bone ring. I mean, that's really beautiful. The fact that he gives that to Quoth and, um, you know, signifies that, that, he has a basically a life debt to Quoth and then tells him to keep it after, even after Meluin makes such a fuss. Um, and again, it's like, it, just like with what the mayor did, you know, in giving Quoth his tuition and the writ of passage and blah, 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 blah. It's like the bare minimum, you know, like Meluin is racist and, Stapes and Alvaron kind of do the bare minimum, which is like, yeah, you can keep the ring. Yes, you can draw on my money. Just like never, you know, come look at me again. You know, but it is, it is something. I don't know. As Quoth would say, half of a loaf is better than none. Um, kind of in that same vein... Alvaron at least doesn't seem to share his wife's distaste for the edema route. And, it, and at least he is willing to consider Quoth like above that to not see race, if you will. I hate when people say that. Um, and as, like I said, as Quoth points out, any money he takes from Alice coffers for tuition, like really won't hurt him. In, in my notes, Alvaron is written down as Al um, many places because that name's too long to spell. So if you hear me say Al, you know who I mean. Um, now, the writ to play in Alvaron's lands is very interesting to me um, because I don't think Alvaron would go as far to like suddenly outlaw being a Demaru in Ventus, but. I also wouldn't rule it out. So it's like, are you trying to get Quoth back here so Meluin can like capture him on the road and kill him? Like what? Um, and a good note that Quoth did three things for Alvaron and he got three things in return from um, his, uh, his time there, right? He got three things, right? He got the tuition letter he got the writ of patronage and he, he got the part and the pardon um, for, for fucking killing all those people. They deserved it. One of my favorite things to ruminate on with Alvaron is what Cafe said when he said, or rather, I guess they, the Cafe. And I tend to focus on the last line of this. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to read a couple and I'm not going to do the cafe voice because I haven't mastered it. I'm going to read two different paragraphs from two separate pages on my book. So first, clever to go looking for the Amir, I suppose. Even one proud as you can recognize the need for help. The order might give it to you. 
Trouble is, they're hard to find as the seven themselves. Oh, dear, oh, dear, whatever is a brave young boy to do. And then, here's the kicker. Not many folk will take your search for the Amir seriously, you realize, the cafe continued calmly. The mayor, however, is quite the extraordinary man. He's already come close to them, though he doesn't realize it. Stick by the mayor, and he will lead you to their door. Then we get... The cafe gave a thin, dry chuckle. Blood, bracken, and bone, I wish you creatures had the wit to appreciate me. Whatever else you might forget, remember what I just said. Eventually, you'll get the joke. I guarantee you'll laugh when the time comes. Woo, girl! What does that mean, right? There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there, and the part that the part that makes this stick for me, um, this hint, is the fact that Cafe says it's a joke. Uh, yeah, e eventually you'll get the joke. I guarantee you'll laugh when the time comes. It's probably not really a, a joke. It's more of like when Loki gave turn turn into the snake when him and Thor were eight. I watched Thor The Dark World for the first time today. And like, I mean, it wasn't terrible. People hate on that movie, but like, and they hate on that movie and Age of Ultron. And both of them are like, you know, they're fine. You know, they might be, you know, anyway. My two, my two main focuses here. My God, I might talk about this, these two to three paragraphs for the longest point. Um, of this, because this is one of the things the cafe says that I really dig into. Um, the joke part, I don't know why that really gets me going. Well, it's the, uh, here, no, this is why this is what I, this is why it's why I focus on it. It's right here in it. Whatever else you might forget, remember what I just said, is the mayor has already come close to the Amir, stick by the mayor, and he will lead you to their door. Now, why would this be a joke? The, the best thing I can think of, and it's not necessarily funny, um, but mayor will lead you to their door part. Stapes leads Quoth to the mayor's door, so that's a bit of an inverse. Braden leads himself to Quoth's door, which also could be an inversion slash joke. Also with the stick by, the stick makes me think of Braden's walking stick. Um, and the fact that, again, Cafe says, the mayor has come close to the Amir, though he doesn't realize it. That almost makes me think it's not Stapes, because Stapes is so close to Alvaron. That makes me think that it is more likely the Amir candidate is more likely to be Braden or Dagon. Or I guess maybe someone else we don't know, but I would assume it's them, or Cauticus. Um all of them, with the exception of maybe Dagon, I see dimly the joke of stick by the mayor and he'll lead you to their door. In each of these cases, 
there is Quoth is being led to a door or someone is being led to Quoth's door. Um, certainly the mayor does lead Quoth right to Codicus's door. Um, so like I said, man, do I love to think about that. Now the, the Braden one is interesting because why would, you know, so many, here's the thing with Braden. I'll get, I'll get into him obviously in his own episode. I'm not convinced he's Cinder. I'm pretty convinced he's Master Ash, but I do not think Brayden, Master Ash, and Cinder are one and the same. So it is still, because if Brayden is Cinder, Brayden can't be really an Amir unless something totally alien to what we think is true is going on, right? Because the, the Chandran are supposed to be afraid of the Amir. So why would Brayden be working with Cinder you know, if he is one, unless Cinder is, uh, doing something funky. And, and, and the more I think about it, the more I do wonder, um, and we, I'll get into this in Cinder's episode, but I wanted to plant that seed now. Like I did on, I, I, I talked about this on Twitter of like, I think it's very possible Cinder has been slowly these past mm, five years now since Quoth's parents died. He's been maybe trying to extricate himself from the Chandrian or work against Haliax and maybe align with the Amir or someone um, to unseat him. Um, Cinder, the whole thing with the bandits does not seem to align with Quoth's theory about what the Chandrian do, which is violently rep repress all knowledge of themselves. So why is Cinder stealing the mayor's money in the Eld? Unless Cinder is, is on a little side project. And we, we should remember that Haliax doesn't, accompany them on all their adventures. He's, he said that when they were sitting by Quoth's parents' fire. However, he does say he might have to supervise Cinder a little closely, a little more closely, but if, but Cinder is very upset at, at Quoth surviving. And I would not be surprised if some of the weird shit that's happened to Quoth, like the, um, fire in the fishery, the people who tried to kill him in the first book, I'm not really convinced that was Ambrose, the guys who tried to knife him in the alley. You know, that weird thing with the boat. Um, I do wonder if uh, Cinder has been trying to kill this last member of the troop for these for these five years. Um, hey, wow, was this a, a Cinder episode? No, girl, it wasn't. I, I guess a recurring theme um, of... Alvaron and the people around him with the exception of <clears throat> Brayden, who we'll think a lot about later. But as I was kind of researching Stapes, there are people who made good points about some actions of his that could be seen as shady uh, and that maybe I had considered but kind of glossed over because I like Stapes. Um, but... There are, there are a few things that I think should give us pause, and I, and I, I want to acknowledge them. Um, the first is that conversation with Codicus very soon after um, 
very soon. Well, I'm sorry. Very soon before they figure out the plot. I know I, I, I alluded to that. We don't know what that conversation was about. Quoth kind of hand waves that. And we, we also could hand wave that as, you know, Stapes probably meeting with Cauticus to say maybe he doesn't trust Quoth to talk about how Alvaron's doing or to, to, to plot with him. Um, Stapes could also have been in kind of on the plane with the flits the whole time. We, we do remember that he's supposed to have ears like a dog. I'm pretty sure that Stapes and not Dagon has the ears like a dog. Um, and so it's very possible he heard what was going on with Kvothe and the flits and just was kind of trying to screw with that plan, screw with Kvothe and get him like kicked out. Um, Kvothe trusts him. Which, I mean, Quoth, narrator, Quoth trusts him and is like, this is clearly the face of a broken, you know, a man who, you know, lot is very close to losing a friend. And maybe that's all it is. Um, I do believe, sorry, the animals are literally, they could, they're playing and it's literally like at a, a, a oh my God, they're just annoying me and I'm pushing them away. Um a great point someone brought up is the damn bone ring that Stapes gave to Quoth. That Braden tells him tells Quoth this was probably an ant made from an ancestor's bone or tooth. So if Stapes still has a piece of that, and he has some kind of access to, say, Cauticus and Arcanus he could douse Quoth out with that bone ring. That's something that, that admittedly I had never really heard of, or I'm sorry, never really thought of because Quoth doesn't tell us much about bone runes. They're supposed to be uh, hidden from anyone but, but Kilvin's highest students. And Quoth does kind of gloss over the blood and bone runes he had to learn to build the gram. I'm pretty sure that he that based on what Kilvin said, he had to learn those runes. So, man, he's got Alvaron's blood and Stapes has like a, a bone GPS tracker on him. Um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, we're going to wrap this one up here. I know that as always, there are things I miss, but if I really start digging, this episode's not going to come out. And I really still want to do one for August. I'll probably do count threat in August might be a little bit of a shorter one. Um, so let's, let's, let's have some wrap up notes about Alvaron. Um, I think that they left on even terms for as, you know, as even as they could kind of get with their differences in status. Um, I think Cloth left with, I don't really know if he didn't really leave with dignity because Malin started spreading rumors. Well, not rumors. Malin started talking shit about him the second um, they left the room talking about the lacklist box. Everyone's trying to disassociate from Cloak. So, um, yeah, I don't. He didn't really leave on great terms. But you know, again, <laughs> Alvaron gave him a writ to you know come on back, come on back and play. Why don't you just go? diddling it on up to the, the lackless estates. I'm sure your old granddad will be happy to see you. Um, Quoth needs to be 
folks just needs to be careful of Alvaron. Alvaron has a lot of power. He's a cruel man. And like, I am pretty sure he's going to be the king. Um, now, remember that Pat has said once or twice, Quoth will visit the capital city of Ventus, which is Rhaenyra in book three. And, you know, as the, as Temerant goes, those cities are pretty close together. Um, I, I do, we can't overlook the connection between Alvaron, Lackless, and Lackless door. And possibly that being the four plate door, holding back an enemy, all sorts of stuff. Um, I do think, I do really wonder what Quoth's, how Quoth's bloodline is going to factor into this because, I mean, uh, Natalia, I, you know, would have been the heir to the Lackless lands, but that doesn't put her any higher than, than, yeah. So I don't really know how close parentage is going to fit in other than maybe absolutely making Malin fucking furious. Oh my God. What if he kills his aunt and is like, you're my dad now. No, that would be crazy. He wouldn't do that. Um, man, what a, what a, what a time the, the Ventus parts are in my, in my reading and rereading of wise man's fear. So when I read name of the wind, I think, I think it was kind of a tough time for me. So I put it, put it down and picked it back up. I kind of was slow to get through the Tarbian parts. And then once I got through that, I was pretty quick. And I got through wise man's fear pretty quickly. I, I don't remember the Severin parts being like ones I disliked. Um, I was more like, I, I more felt the first time I read it, that the abandoned hunt and the L took a long time, that the ADEM took a long time. Um, but the Ventus, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff with him and Denna, a lot of play wordplay back and forth, both with him and Denna and with him and Alvaron, they have a lot of conversations. Um, and Alvaron does, I think really appreciate both for his intellectualism. It's just Ventus is just, isn't my favorite part of the book. Quoth is crying because he's missing his loot. And then he's crying because Dennis not around. And then he's trying not to get himself killed. I actually do not mind the bandit chase in the Eld as much as I thought I, or as much as I did at first. And, and the ADEM check. So the beginning of wise man's fear. Um, sorry if you hear the dog scream, I feel like it's imminent because they're back in here in the kitchen fighting. Can you all stop it, please? I'm trying to finish this episode. Hey, Bast. It's Bast who's being bad. Um, what was I talking about? You two need to stop. The beginning of, anyway, the beginning of Wise Man's Fear kind of through his um, getting Denna's ring back. I really like that part. I really love um, his time in Adem right through the end of the book as well. There are some really nice scenes like in the very end of the book when he comes back to the university, but the Severin bit, I don't know. It's just, it, 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 it moves along pretty much as quickly as it can with everything we need to set up, but it just ain't my favorite. Um, so I, I, uh, again, apologize for being late and I'm hoping to be back on track 
um, at the beginning of August. Um, other than that, I really, I really don't have anything. Sorry, I burped and I'm too lazy. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut that out because I want to get this episode done tonight. Everybody, thank you for being here with me. Until next time, may all your stories be glad ones and your roads be smooth and short. Knack folk, I, 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 I sit down, sit back down with that loot, son. I gotta tell you something. I didn't know if you heard the rumors. Rose been to shit. And you know how rumors fly in this court of mine. People on to gossip faster and flies to shit. So anyways, as I was saying, there's been, but there's been bandits out there waylaying tax collectors. And I tell you, Quoth, it has me madder than a hornet stuck in a Coke can. And let me tell you what, if I ain't getting my taxes, old Roddy Calanthus up there and Rhaenyra ain't gonna be happy either. He's been a, like a ball on my ass asking where his money is. I can't just send more tax collectors around now. They're gonna end up in the bottom of the creek up there, people ain't gonna want to see him again. And let me ask you something, this Mister Quoth. You think m- my new wife's mommy and daddy are gonna like it if their new son-in-law can't even protect his own lands? Lagless lands are up there in the north, you know. Oh, what about Dagon, Your Grace? Well, I tell you something, boy. Dagon's like a bootleg pack of firecrackers you bought at the discount. Rack at the dollar store on July fifth, and you saved him till the next year. He just he 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 he'd burn <laughs> he'd burn up <laughs> burn up the whole forest, clear to the border. Anyway, I'd rather, rather like my money back, and uh, I know you've already saved my life uh, once, and you got me a, a beautiful beer. I mean, a, a beautiful wife to to raise me a son so i'm thinking that uh i'll get you a a little group of mercenaries and y'all meet outside the city let's say about dawn saves will get you everything you need you you ready you ready you look a little whoa you look a little tipsy there loot boy all right all right you go ahead now go ahead cinder's gonna beat the shit out of that little boy